Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Hi, this is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. Today, it was my extreme pleasure to speak with Debbie and Grace Fisher. Uh, Grace has an amazing and inspirational story that I just felt I had to share with you. What brought this to light was uh, this being the 30-year anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, I found that uh, Grace had made a submission to the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge uh, and reached out to her and just wanted to have a chat. And sure enough, it was truly inspirational. Uh, she is a, uh, a bright light in what can be a very challenging world. So uh, I urge you to take, uh, take a listen, take a watch, <laughs> check out her uh, film entry in the, uh, you can actually check it out on uh, Facebook at the uh, Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge, or you can uh, look at our email or our blog or our newsletter where I will uh, add a link to her film. Um, and uh, yeah, I, this young lady has a lot to teach us all about just living in the moment and enjoying life. So take a listen to my conversation with Debbie and Grace Fisher. Thanks. Welcome again to Toka Backstage. It is my great honor to have um, Debbie and Grace Fisher. Um, thank you guys for taking the time to talk with me. I, I actually just learned about um, this project that you're working on uh, called Amazing Grace. Um, now, is, is it correct that it's a full-length documentary? The original was a full-length, and then the Easter Seals Film Challenge is just a five-minute um, video, and we actually only had a weekend to um, complete it, and Lynn Montgomery, she was the director of the feature-length documentary, she also directed um, the five-minute one as well. Well, I, I watched it last night. It's amazing. So people can go on and vote for this, right? Yeah. And, and um, is there a specific site that they can go on to? It's listed uh, in, on, on YouTube as well as um, Facebook and Instagram. So there are several different ways to watch it, but I feel like YouTube is the quickest and easiest. Well, we will definitely share it. With, we'll, we'll definitely share it on, on our post. So uh, just for those who don't know, um, I, I actually was fortunate because um, a long time ago, uh, your, gra your great aunt posted something on social media, which was a video of you playing the guitar. And I responded to her, um, let me know when I can book her because she was, it was a great video. And then um, do you mind telling people about uh, your, what happened on your 17th birthday? Yeah, of course. So my, um, it was my 17th birthday party. My uh, actual birthday is November 20th, but 
it was my senior year of high school and we were all applying to colleges so November was a really busy time so I decided to have my birthday party the first day of winter break in December and this would have been um, December of 2014 I was a senior in high school and on that day it was just a typical uh, winter day in Santa Barbara so of course it was sunny outside and really nice and um, I began to experience like a severe sharp pain in my neck and um, tingling in my hands and it was just a very odd feeling something that I'd never experienced before and so I told my mom I was like either you need to take me to the ER right now or we need to call like 911 because I could tell right away that like something was really off and um so we went to the ER and um the hospital is about like 10 minutes from our house not even 10 minutes and within that amount of time I lost the ability to walk and so it progressed super quickly and then that night um i was intubated and i couldn't breathe on my own and laying in the in the er bed i was like asking my mom to take like uh videos of me because i was like oh this is just like of course this would happen to me on my birthday party uh, but I just assumed like they'd fix it and I'd come home and everything would be okay. But um, that definitely was not the case. Um, so that night I was admitted to the um, pediatric ICU and I was I was there for five weeks and um, it was there that they diagnosed me with acute flaccid myelitis which is a really rare polio-like illness and it's caused by a virus um they assume uh it was caused by the enterovirus d68 which is like a common cold virus but for some unusual reason um it attacked my my spinal cord and it left me with a uh, a C like a C1 incomplete spinal cord injury um, so that was a result of the virus attacking my spinal cord um, so yeah so so at this point you I mean obviously the injury is continued on so you basically can't move from the neck down is that correct yes yeah and before that you as i had mentioned you you were uh, you I, I from what i could tell you were on your way to being like the next forgive me if you don't like her music but taylor swift was the first person that got <laughs> um 
you obviously, I mean, and, and they show a clip of you playing the guitar in the in this video that we will share. Um, you obviously had a, a talent. So I can't imagine the feeling you were feeling, but you seem to have actually excelled even more because I, I understand you've written a, a, a symphony or something. Yeah, so after music has always been a part of a huge part of my life and I wanted to go to um I was accepted into Berkeley College of Music um in Boston and I was like um preparing to to study uh music in college and um so in the hospital like I was unable to to move anything and um so that was really hard for me to accept that like okay i'm not really able to play my instruments anymore but um i still had that that knowledge of music and the love for music and um so uh i started composing and writing um, music and uh there's a lot of adaptive technology that that made it uh, so, so i'm able to compose on on the computer and so that's that's what i use to write um i do it all on the computer and i submit or i like put my notes in one one note at a time and i use this device it's actually in front of me right here it's a sip and puff technology so i sip and it clicks and um so that's how i play or put the notes in and i'm studying at ucsb right now um in the college of creative studies um with a music composition degree and it's um it's pretty cool because my like main professor there is someone that I grew up with. Um she was the music teacher at her church. And so she like knew me before and she knows me now and um she's been a huge help in helping me um, pursue this degree, and so, that's, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. And and Debbie, I I can't I can't imagine as a as a parent how how it felt for you to to watch your daughter go through this. How how did? But yet, she still, I mean, she obviously has the 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 will to want to continue how does it how did what was going through your mind through all this well i think that it helped that i had been a physical therapist for 20 years before this happened because as soon as she had symptoms i thought she was a really playful 17 year old so when she first said that she had these symptoms i thought oh you were playing 
trampoline because for her 17th birthday she had a big trampoline with a slide in the backyard that's no, like it was a the kind jumper of, slide it was a jumper slide so i just assumed she kind of tweaked her neck and i had her lie down on my bed but her heart rate was really high um probably 180 and she was kind of clammy and grace was not the type to complain she was not the type to say, oh, I'm sick, I need to go home. We were the kind of family, she was the kind of person that you're sick and you still go. You, there's, a, there's a show on and you, you know, the show must go on. <laughs> and because um, she, you know, she, she not only played guitar, cello and piano, she also was a dancer. And, and there were plenty of times where she wasn't feeling up to par and she would still, you know, work through it because that's what you do when you're a performer. So it's very odd that all of her, you know, friends were coming over and it was supposed to be a fun party that she was wanting to go to the hospital. So that alone was a, a big sign to me. Um, and I think that it helped being a therapist because I think I was capable of being calm on the outside, but of course I was freaking out on the inside. And when we got to Cottage Hospital, um, I was capable of being perhaps a little more assertive than the average person because I could tell that there was something serious going on. And Chris, I'll send you the full length version of Amazing Grace. Did you see the 56 minute version? No, I just saw the five minute one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. We're not supposed to share it with everyone, but I think that since you're doing this story, I think it would be applicable. And um, perhaps one of these days we can get to Orange County or LA and show it in person because that was definitely a highlight for us to be able to show that movie and we had Q&A's afterwards and we loved the audience response and what they had to say but anyways back to the the time in the hospital with Gracie um it uh it was uh, it was a struggle and you're you're living on endorphins I mean probably the first month you know I left lived on kind of the endorphins of, of just trying to get through the moment and really specifically focused on just trying to get Gracie to, to feel as comfortable as she could because she, she didn't have a voice. She couldn't speak. So she was never left alone because she couldn't push a call button. She, she could not use her hands. So we were so focused just on taking care of her. That's where my heart and soul was. And um, ironically, I was given, you know, through the grace of God, I was given some peace through that moment. And I don't, I don't know how, um, I think it's because of beautiful people in our community and this world that we're just, you know, keeping, keeping us in their, their love and prayers. My aunt being one of them that, you know, so she's so sweet. My aunt Glenna was there with us the entire way. I, I have to, it's, I mean, your, your stories are, are so in, inspiring. And I, I, you know, I think now, I think especially now with people, everyone is being affected by COVID or, or losing their jobs. And so there's, there seems to be this, this want to sort of whine, at least, at least me, I, I whine a lot to my wife about, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't, I can't do shows in the theater, I, you know. Um, but what's so inspiring is your, 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 um, your will to sort of follow your art. What do you, Grace, what do you think was sort of key to that to really, I mean, want to continue following your art? Yeah, um, I guess 
music and art was a part of my life before and it's a part of who I am now and it's a part of who I'm always going to be and um, I think I can't put my my mind in a place of of uh, wanting to pursue something that I can't physically do. I, I have to focus on just what I have and what I can do. Um, and honestly, the coronavirus and stuff, I feel like it's not that, that new to like our daily life. I feel like I've been kind of living the same way I was before. Before COVID, I focus on my my music and my art, and we have um, a garden outside that I like to spend a lot of time in. And if I just focus on um, the the I don't know, I feel like this sounds like very I don't know. I just focus on the beauty that's around me, and um, I—that's that's all I I can do. Because if I focus on like my losses and and stuff, that doesn't really put me in a very good headspace. Um, and it really helps that I just I have a really great family and. And I just have felt supported by the Santa Barbara community. And um, I'm very, I'm very happy and content, like, in spite of what's happened to me. I mean, it's been five years now, so I feel like I've lived this life long enough to where, um, I'm not really, I'm not really focused on um, the life that I had before because I feel like I'm very content in what I'm doing now. Um, I just, I just can't move. Like that's, I just have to have someone help me. And so. Debbie, did you, you were going to say something? I'm really grateful that Grace had the opportunity to learn about music and dance and art prior to becoming disabled, that um, she had the desire to learn piano first. And I, I'm grateful that we were able to provide piano lessons for her um, because she learned so much that that never left her brain. So she had the, the, the skills, the beginning skills of music to carry her forward. And um, she did have some guitar training and certainly at Berkeley College of Music, it was gonna be much more extensive, but she was largely self-trained by the time she got the guitar, which was her freshman year of high school. And the footage that you'll see in the movie, you know, she had only been playing for a couple years. So it's really hard if I think to myself, oh my God, she was so good and she had only been playing 
for a couple years. I can only imagine if she had had the training and that just breaks my heart and it's really not healthy to go there. And Gracie doesn't go there, so why should I? Right. <laughs> you know? And but she has that knowledge base of all those instruments that, that now she can write music for every single instrument and in the orchestra. And I'm just I just feel so grateful that she had those that knowledge early along. And I grew up in Santa Mar Santa Barbara. I was in the the Monroe Elementary Orchestra. It was super, you know, basic. I didn't really see um, the the necessity of the arts as I was growing up. I certainly enjoyed it, but I didn't see the necessity. But for Gracie, it was a necessity. It was a necessity for her well-being and for her joy. And it was just such a huge part of who she was and who she became that it makes me value the arts so much more. Like seeing, seeing Grace, and, and I think one of the reasons she's able to find such joy in life is she had she had she had the arts growing up and i'm just so grateful she she was able to have that experience and in, in so many different levels it, it reminds me of uh a uh, an old saying i'm gonna butcher it i'm sure this isn't the accurate ac actual saying but i heard some it was uh confucius said that a bird sings because it has to not because it necessarily wants to and it's kind of like a musician it's like you you're born you're born with a talent. You you just have to express it, and 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 I mean, I'd, for me, I'm not. I can't play a tune for anything. I can't sing. I I have no musical ability other than to appreciate it. And it's it always amazes me to watch a musician work, whether it's composing or playing a guitar. Um, so I just I I I'm in awe of the fact that you were able to grasp the you know sort of the sense of music and keep keep it in your soul and then just now at least you have still a way to express it i mean that's that's awesome what what do you see going forward what's your hope i mean you've composed a symphony i mean what's what's next on the horizon for you um well i also have uh... A foundation and we provide um, music and art workshop and dance works workshops for um, kids with special needs and um, so it's really I that's just as much on my forefront as music and art I feel like in my own life um, it's just really great to bring to bring these um activities to to kids living with a disability because i just knew that uh when i was in the hospital um it was really the only thing that brought me joy and peace of mind especially when you're in a, a hospital setting where like therapies are just not fun at all um, and it kind of takes you, um, it, it really just puts you in the present moment and you're just focused on what you're creating. You're not focused on, um, on a disability and things that you can't do because art and music is 
something that in dance is is something that can be adapted in a lot of different ways and so that's been um really fun and i'm really passionate about that as well um so and if somebody wants to learn more about your foundation how would they find out about it yeah we have a website um grace fisher foundation.org and um you can see what we're doing there and then we also have a youtube channel and with all the things that's going um that's happening with covid we can't have our in-person um, workshops and activities and so i've put together some um, like virtual um art tutorials and we have the the woman that teaches our dance classes she's done a couple videos as well um so it's been it's been uh a challenge but also um kind of fun for me to um think about different ways to bring the arts to to this um population population like despite what's going what's going on around the world um, that's awesome i i think that's wonderful but i now debbie I had a question you were a physical therapist mm -hmm. and grace had just mentioned you know therapy physical therapy wasn't anything kind of fun did, was there ever tension with come on gracie you can do it or i mean did i i can't i i just know like with my wife and i you know she's a teacher and if i try to do something that she's really good at it's like come on chris you can do this did, did you guys ever have issues like that well one thing is i have a much greater pre appreciation for the therapy's not fun. Like I would prescribe exercises and things for my patients and I thought, well, of course, like you're gonna do this because it's it's great for your body. Like you, you do your therapy exercises. But in retrospect, I look at like, wow, like what I gave as exercises was not a lot of fun. And if I were to go back in the work environment, I think that I would try to make it a little more fun. And one way that I think we're doing that together is through the Grace Fisher Foundation because um, dance, art, music, you can make it therapeutic. And Gracie, certainly, I mean, right now she's holding her head up on her own, but when this first happened, she couldn't even hold up her head. You know, we had to hold up her head. She had a brace holding her head up. And so um, the therapy of just holding a paint, you know, paintbrush in her mouth, that actually was really therapeutic for her. It got her neck a lot stronger. And it also got her mentally in a, in a better place. She wasn't focused on what she couldn't do. She was focused on the art that she was creating in front of her. And to see these children that we provide services for, they just find such joy. And the parents see, have so much joy in, in seeing that their kids are in a safe place um, creating art um, or dance, or uh, we hope to have more music in the future. Um, from a therapy standpoint, one of the hardest things she, for five weeks in the pediatric ICU, she did not get out of bed. She didn't get out of bed until we got to Craig Hospital in Colorado. And it was so scary getting her in the Hoyer lift and putting her in a wheelchair. But I knew as a physician,
physical therapist, this is the best thing for you. And so I just said wholeheartedly, I know you're scared. I know you're in pain, but this is good for you. And I think my therapy knowledge, knowing, knowing that she had to get out of this bed, that's what she had to do. That was, that was helpful. And every step uh, uh, from, from a physical therapy standpoint, I would say, I know this is going to cause you some pain, but I know it's a good thing for you. And I, and I, I think if I didn't have that physical therapy knowledge, I would say, no, like, don't do it. Like it's hurting her. No, don't like, don't, don't hurt Grace. She's been through enough. I would maybe be putting on the brakes because I didn't, wouldn't want to put her through anything else. She had already been through so much, but as a therapist, I knew like she has to push through this and we're going to push through it together. And I promise that I will make sure that you're safe at the end of it. And, and we did, but it was scary. Well, I, I got to say you both are, are, are a great inspiration. Now, last question, Grace, if, if you were encountered by somebody um, or one of the things that, that we do as an organization is we also try to encourage and mentor young up and coming talent, whether it's music, dance, uh, acting, whatever. Um, and we all, I always like to ask this of people, if, if you were to meet a young performer, what words of encouragement would you give them what, uh, uh, to sort of send them on their way? Let's see. Um, practice and um, enjoy every moment because this sounds cliche, but like you never know when it, something might happen and you might not be able to, to, to do it again. And I think I just totally, when I was a performer and stuff, I totally saturated myself with, um, with what I was creating. And I think just enjoy, enjoy it. And there's, I think that's the main thing. Just enjoy what you're, what you're doing and um, be present with, with what you're creating. I think art and music is something that is, uh, it outlives us. And um, so it's really special to be able to create something that um, kind of is a time capsule and um so i think that's that's the best advice that i can give is just enjoy and i enjoy think that's it. that's great advice i don't think anyone has um put it quite so well um debbie grace thank you so much for uh taking the time i really do appreciate it I will take you up on the offer of trying to get you guys down to Torrance to uh, show the movie and do a Q and A. It would be great to actually see you in person um, yeah. and uh, show the film. In the meantime, we will share the the uh, Easter Seals clip or the YouTube link on our site so people can go on there and and vote for you. And uh, hopefully, we will uh, make this make this make your make your film a winner
Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Thank Chris. You. Take yeah. care.